everyone. Welcome back to Mr. German English. So we are still, believe it or not, in the beginning of chapter 10 in the Kias. We're going through the lengthy discussion of <clears throat> how subtle, um, you know, wrongful financial gain can be. And, you know, giving several examples. And last we really discussed is um, that sometimes you know, we don't mean to take something, but somehow falls in our pocket. Like we gave an example that our kids, you know, sometimes put candy bars in their pockets at the grocery store and you don't realize that you get home. What do you do in those situations? You know, it's just such a long drive and so on. And do we call them maybe? And then those type of things. Now, but the Ramchal actually, we ended up saying, Ramchal gave a very important point where he said, the reason why we're having a hard time distinguishing is because our eyes rule over our heart. You know, our eyes see something and we want it. Like our eyes are enticed. We want it, we want it, we want it. Now, what happens is we have to rationalize it. If it's wrong, we have to make a rationalization that it's okay for us to keep it. <clears throat> so now, so whatever reasons we come up with, eh, you know, the store owner is not going to care if I keep it or I'll pay the next time, but then I'll forget and so on. And, you know, and those things. But if your heart rules over your eyes instead of your eyes ruling over your heart, then you will see clearly and be it will be crystal clear. What do you mean? This does not belong to me. Yeah, I have to schlep out now and go return it. But of course not. <clears throat> this is not something that um, that, uh, that is not something that uh, that uh, doesn't belong to me in that sense. So, um, and again, it just really has to do with your heart being ruled over your eyes and in. If you will consider it, if you consider, consider if you will, regarding the subject of financial wronging, how easy it is for a person to be enticed and to stumble, of course, because this can occur when at first glance, it seems to him that this is the appropriate, this is that it is appropriate and to, and to try and enhance. I, I, got, I have merchandise to sell. I've got to polish it up. I've got to make it beautiful. I want people to buy it and I need a profit from this. So what I need to do, I need to encourage people to buy it. So people apply all these practices. What our sages say, there are people who are industrious and profit, and there are people who are not. The hand of the diligent will bring prosperity. Will bring prosperity. So they thus assume, with Lord, they, people assume that by making their merchandise seem attractive, they are adopting a worthy business practice which, by the way, is important, but we're going to explain what the difference is. However, while business acumen and, del- and diligence can indeed be positive, if one does not carefully examine and weigh his actions, then instead of a wheat, thorns will emerge. He's quoting Eov, because you want wheat, because you're not doing it correctly with the right intentions, because you will cross the line of proprietary and transgress the avera of financial wrongdoing and which we have been already warned, each of you should not agree to his fellow. And one must also note that although the Pusik specifics specifies his fellow, which could be constructed to mean just a Jew, no, it's also a non-Jew. You can't deceive a non-Jew. And if in fact, when, um, in fact, when the Pusik says, he quotes a, a Pusik in uh, Bav Metziah, uh, Where's this pasuk in Bava Metzia? Yeah, 
The remnant of Israel will not commit corruption, they will not speak falsehood, and deceitful tongue will not be found in their mouth. He learns from there deceitful tongue, meaning that they're going to be 100% honest with their food, with their with themselves. So likewise, they likewise say, now, it's very, very important to spruce up and make your products nice and beautiful so that you should um, that you should make them nice and enticing for buyers, but you cannot deceive. You know, when you're selling a car, you can't hide a dent. You can't hide a dent and say, well, you know, um, they don't have to know about that. You have to be totally, totally honest. Now, it doesn't mean you shouldn't polish the car up and you shouldn't make the tires nice and so on to make it look attractive, but don't try to hide something that's there and then deceive him. And now he's going to compl- he's going to um, give you now common practice of, of, of people that might be that might deceive. It says, Sage just said, sellers are not spruce up old utensils to make them look like new. You cannot mix produce from a field with produce from another field because they're they might be fresh, but they have different tastes. Um, they add further, you cannot make you can even now he's saying this is now let's say you have nice produce and 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 sometimes you know you know you want to exchange a product for something better because you unfortunately don't have it in stock or if you don't tell him that's also dishonest even though you're giving him something of better value and so on so and and that's gonna and 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 um and and now he's gonna go into even more, more further about these things that's uh, anyone who steals from his fellow man even if it's pr- uh, even if it's uh, the value of a nickel a pruta, it's like you took his nefesh, like you took his soul. So you have a here, you have a clear demonstration of the severity of the sin, even in the smallest amount. And they said further that rain is held back because they are aware of stealing. And furthermore, when you go up after 120, or when your when your day of judgment comes, it's it's a, he quotes the very here of Ayukaraba that you can have an entire he calls a basket full of sins, a container full of sins. The first sin that comes out is stealing. It's stealing. Wow. That's the first thing they're going to get. They're going to count for you as a stealing. And, and lastly, he closes and says that the decree that sealed the deal for the great flood in the times of the, you know, in the times of Nayah was the aver of stealing. So you see here more and more examples, and he's still not done, by the way, with, with stealing. But you see how subtle it can be and how honest we have to be when it comes to business. We'll continue more in the next podcast.